And I'm Dave. And you're listening to The List Makers, where we take a top five topic, we each give our lists without too much interruption, and then we have a chat about it. Dave, how are you? I'm well. I'm looking forward to this one. So many possibilities. Yes, of course, tonight's list, I was remiss not to mention it, we're going to talk about the top five almost companions in Doctor Who, a topic that was sent to us by listener Baz Warrington. Yes, thank you. And if you have a topic for the hat of wrestling please do send it in it could well be drawn out yes now dave i went first in our last episode so would you like to hit us with your top five almost companions absolutely now i i'm not going to cheat and have six on this topic but i'm almost going to cheat and do it (laughs) because i'm counting two characters as one at my number five and that is Toos and Rachel, because they're both played by Pamela Salem. So I'm claiming Pamela Salem as my number five almost companion. I don't mind which character it is, whether it's Toos or whether it's Rachel. Of course, Toos from the Robots of Death, who is just a wonderful companion, wonderful actress, has a Mm -hmm. really good vibe, and I think would balance Tom's Doctor and Leela really well with a slightly more sophisticated thing almost almost a proto romana in some ways yeah not a time lady but that sort of you know beauty and statuesque and 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 poise i think would be really good and at the other end of the show's history rachel from remembrance of the daleks again just wouldn't it be interesting to see a older woman in there balancing ace and the doctor and wouldn't things have been a little bit different i think rachel would not have tolerated some of the seventh doctor's antics mm-hmm. quite as much as our ace allowed him to so look pamela salem's great i'm having either or, or both of her characters at number five nice number four was one i was kind of surprised to put on here but the more i thought about it the more i just had to go there and that's tom chadbourne's duggan from the city of death mm-hmm. i think that the vibe between Tom and Tom, and also between the fourth Doctor and Duggan, is really, really good. It's just a really wonderful sort of vibe. They've got a character who's not an idiot, but just been faced with a whole different universe to what he's used to, and just usually to solve things by punching them. And now we've got a whole thing going on. Tom Chadbourne's great, so Duggan is my number four. Mm-hmm. Number three, I am going with Thomas Sangster's Tim Latimer from Human Nature. I think that this is a really good character and it would be a really interesting character. Doctor Who has had child companions before insofar as characters like Nyssa and Adric are kind of implied to only be 15, 16, 17, even though they're being played by people who are a little bit older. Susan is explicitly meant to be a high school student, even though, again, being played by, um, you know, a woman old enough to be pregnant at the time. Um, (laughs) So we've had child companions, but we haven't actually had, you know, somebody who really is a proper child coming in. And, And I think that Tim Latimer is a child with a lot more gravitas than normal, really interesting, really mysterious, a really good person. And I think that that would bring out a different dynamic in the 10th Doctor. And so I'd like to see Tim travel with the 10th Doctor and and do something a bit different. Okay. Number two, again, slightly maybe off the beaten track a bit, one that doesn't normally come up, but one I would have loved to see, and that is Wendy Williams playing Vira in the Ark in Space. Mm. Vira is a character who starts off very worried about procedure, very worried about doing the right thing, about the rules, about the process. But because she's come from the end of the world, you know, she, she's, she's watched her planet prepare for the end of all life on Earth and, 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 and this amazing mission to 
cryogenically freeze mankind and, and hope they survive into the future. And as things go on, you start to see that surface crack a little bit. And by the end of it, she's just got that wonderful grin as the doctor hands her the jelly baby and T-Mat's out of there. <laughs> and, I, and, and that's the character that I'm looking at and going, I want to see more of that. Yeah. And I want to see that play off against the, that early season 12 fourth doctor. So I think it would be different, but it would work. Great. Number one, when I thought about this, it had to go to number one. And that's because it's Andrew Bloody Garfield playing Frank <laughs> in Evolution of the Daleks. Now, okay, never mind the fact that Frank's a really interesting character. He's got a really good vibe with the 10th Doctor. And they, they, they're almost flirtatious in some ways. It's sort of really mm, fun, mm. but he's got a bit of common sense. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Never mind he's a great character. Who doesn't want Andrew Bloody Garfield as a companion on Doctor Who? And, yeah. and again, just imagine how he would balance some of the other companions that are coming down the track in the 10th Doctor's era, I just think he'd be great. Absolutely he would. Yes. Now, it's over to you, Rob. Mm -hmm. I'm going to predict zero snaps. I was going to ask you that same question, and my answer to that is we have one snap. One? Oh, (laughs) is it? I'm going to circle this one and see if I'm right. Okay. Okay. Excellent. My list, Dave. In at number five, I'm going with Rita from The God Complex. While lists like this can be very fantastical and we're throwing out names of people that on screen you can't even see how they'd become a companion, but you would have liked them to have been one. This one has the Doctor's approval on screen. If anyone remembers this story, Smith basically fires Amy. (laughs) Well, he threatens to fire Amy and take, take Rita. Of course, he's joking, but it's clear that he really rates Rita. And if she didn't get killed off in the story, I think she would have made a fine TARDIS uh, companion. And in that, we would have had another companion of colour after Martha and before Bill and a devout Muslim too. And neither of those things would or even should have defined her, but I think they might have added something for other writers to have in their toolkit, like... Here are some things we can't do with white Anglo-Saxon girls. You know, let's try this sort of thing. Yeah. Like how her faith is a thing in the God complex, but it isn't all about that, you know. So she could have worked very well, I think. Yeah, no, I like that. In at number four, I've got Dr. Todd from Kinder. Now, I know I work Kinder into every other episode of The List Makers, but I think this is (laughs) solid. People often lament that Davo didn't get to do a season of just running around with Nyssa, you know, a smart scientist type. And Todd, of course, is that too. But vitally, Todd is older, which I think plays really well with Davo. So to me, she'd be almost a Liz Shaw sort of companion for him. And and while it's it's hard to fully imagine what a season of Davo with Todd as a companion would be like, because we're so used to seeing him in those early seasons with two or three younger types around. I can imagine enough to think that Todd would have been a really great companion. The way the two of them get around in Kinder, it's way more interesting than Davo and his crew. (laughs) And I don't know if that's a comment on what Nerys Hughes brings to the table and how that just works with Davo or the quality of the early crew. I'll leave that up to the listeners out there, Dave. Nice. In at number three, I've got Grace O'Brien from The Woman Who Fell to Earth. Now, I think this has precedent in two things. The first was when they killed Grace off at the very start of Jodie's era. A lot of people were like, wait a minute, you're killing her off? She's she's great. 
And then later, when we get the Ruth Doctor, who is another older woman of colour who takes no nonsense, very similar to Grace O'Brien in many ways, people were in love with her too. And you know what? Maybe this would be a bad idea because just as Joe Martin tended to show up Jodie's Doctor just by being more interesting and having more personality, maybe Sharon D. Clark doing Grace opposite Jodie might have had the same effect over time. Heck, I mean, Graham had the same effect and he wasn't even playing a big take-no-nonsense type. But just for a moment, imagine Grace and Graham as a couple with Jodie ignoring that they might blast Jodie off the screen. I think it could have been really neat. Sometimes the couple might side against Jodie. Sometimes one of them might be siding with Jodie against their partner and so on. It might be almost an Ian and Barbara kind of thing in some ways. I don't know. Hmm. Nice. In at number two, Duggan from City of Death. (laughs) There's our snap. Yeah, and it's the one I predicted. (laughs) Great. I think once we lose Harry Sullivan and the unit lads stop turning up and it's just Tom with a revolving door of lovelies for the dads, there's something missing. Even when we get another bloke in the form of Adric, he's just a kid and he's a bit of a wimp. I think someone like Duggan would have been really interesting to have around. As as a detective, he'd have skills that are useful in basically every single story. As a bloke who likes to throw a punch or otherwise get physical, that sort of thing's useful to a script writer. You know, something the new series would learn through Jack Harkness. And it could have left Tom to be funny and less violent and punchy. Basically, I think this could have been a really neat thing. So I agree with you 100%, Dave. Duggan. Nice. And you're number one. In at number one, people might be guessing who I'll pick here. Oh, he'll go for Ray from Delta and the Bannermen. You know, she was set up to be a companion, you know. Or, I don't know, Linda with a Y from Bad Wolf. After all, she even gets a nod from Eccleston in the story. What about H.G. Wells in Time Lash or Will Chandler in The Awakening? We're spoiled for choice, Dave. But no, I'm going with Shona McCulloch from Last Christmas, who is played by Faye Marseille, who was literally set up to be Capaldi's next companion, but then Jenna Coleman channeled her inner JNT and did the whole, oh, okay, I'll stay another year thing, (laughs) which just at me at the time, and it still does at me, Dave, and it literally cost us a series or more with Faye as a companion. And we know Faye would be good because not only is her character good in this episode, just think of that scene where she dances across the room with her headphones on, but Faye is Vel Sartha, the rebel leader and Mon Mothma's cousin in Andor, and she also had a decent part in about a dozen episodes of Game of Thrones where she was a priestess of the many-faced god schooling Arya Stark in How to Detect Lies. So if you look her up, she's been in a ton of cool stuff. The setup was there. I think the contract might have even been signed. The actress is really good, and we didn't get her. So she's number one for me. Faye Marseille playing Shona McCulloch. They're two very different lists. They are. They are, I know, but that's cool. No, it is cool. It's very cool. We've got in some quite different directions although i think deep down both of us have had not the same rule but i think the same mentality which is for somebody to be a a, a companion or in this case you know we're talking about almost companions it's very easy sometimes to throw up characters that worked brilliantly in their story yes but to be a companion you've got to work in the next story and the one after and the one after that and I think the extreme example of this that I, I see thrown up quite often, and it's, it's always sort of baffles me, is Bilal from Death to the Daleks. 
right. where okay, yeah, he has a wonderful dynamic with the Doctor and you know with John Pertwee in Death to the Daleks, and yeah, okay, it was a fun character, and would I like to see more? Well, sure, okay, you can probably just about get away with it in the Monster of Peladon. What does he do in Planet of the Spiders? What does he do in Robot? You know, how, how does this Exelon just sort of, you know, wander around the streets of London without, you know, you needing to spend large amounts of the plot every time quietly trying to sort of, you know, work out how you how you excuse him or, you know, you have to do the TARDIS, the, the, the K-9 thing, just leave him in the TARDIS half the time. Yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah, good, good one. Yeah, and look, Amelia Rumford's another one who, like, Absolutely, she's great. Works really, really well with Tom. Got on really, really well with John Leeson. And I think Amelia Rumford in the Stones of Blood is a great character and a great one-off companion, sort of filling companion. While Romana's off in hyperspace, what would she have done in the Androids of Tara? What would she have done in the Power of Crawl? <laughs> you know, it just it's it's they need to work outside their story, and I think that's what all of our picks do to some degree. The the one that I would hesitate a little bit about, and I did give some time over was Vira. Um, I think she would work, but she was probably the one that would need uh, a certain amount of um, character adjustment. Like a lot of companions. I mean, Jamie starts off as a very, very sort of lodged in 1745 Highlands of Scotland. And within a couple of stories, he's laughing at dad jokes and all the rest of it. So, you know, know, there is, there is a little bit of that sort of softening of a companion that goes on. Yeah. I, I think we both have had the, the same thought here because all of mine are based on how I would envisage this character going forward. And all of them I can see being great companions. Yeah. I did wonder when you mentioned Grace, given that she died at the end of uh, The Woman Who Fell Down, would you bring her on board as Frog Grace? <laughs> well, that's interesting. Um <laughs> Gosh, I hadn't thought of it that way. <laughs> I, you see, I could see that happening. The frog decides it wants to travel with the Doctor, and so it just takes Grace's form, and now there's a frog Grace travelling with the Doctor. Oh, I took it the other way, that it would stay as a frog. Oh, no! <laughs> but maybe talk with Grace's voice or something. <laughs> maybe sit on the console and just give uh, witty witty one-liners from time to time. Like um... like like Salem in... Um, in, in um, uh, what's, what's the show? Sabrina the Sabrina Teenage, the Teenage Witch. Witch, yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or one of those footy shows where you have some guy standing at a bar <laughs> and he, he just sort of throws in one liners from time, like a Trevor Marmalade type. There's, well, a, the, there's one that none of our overseas listeners will get. <laughs> no, no, even some of our New South Wales listeners won't get that one. But, True. But, 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 but the frog from the Chibnall era filling in Trevor Marmalade's role is just absolutely bonkers and I love it. Yes. You didn't think we'd go there. I never know where we're going with this one. Um, (laughs) One that almost made the list but was a bit of a runner-up was Tomney from The Abominable Snowman. Um, I I think a really great character, a really interesting character. The reason I dropped him off was Jamie's already there. Mm -hmm. And I think had Jamie not been there, it would have been fine. But having two young blokes from the past wouldn't have worked. So this is, again, where I've applied that rule of, what could I see him going on into other stories? And not with Jamie was, was the answer. Yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. And when I did my final pick, I, I threw out, cheekily, I threw out a whole lot of names that I'd actually been considering myself, like Ray from Delta and the Bannerman, Linda with a Y, and so on and so forth. But when I drilled down on all of them, I could find 
with Linda with a Y, I thought, well, she'd just be like Billy Piper, really. Why do you need that? Ray from Delta and the Bannerman. I think it's hard to imagine her as a companion because Sophie just comes on and does Ace and blows everyone away. And it's hard to imagine anyone else with Syl for those final two seasons. So I find it hard to sort of imagine Ray as as good a companion as Ace or a better one. I don't know if you have thoughts on Ray. Look, I like the character of Ray. I think she's got a really good presence on screen and I think her, her character arc's really, really good. I do wonder if she would have copied Fraser Hines in that for her debut story, she would have done a very proper, deep, accurate accent for the region she's meant to be from and that would have softened a little bit as they've got on because it, it is a very strong Welsh accent that she has. Mm. I, I, I still, every time I think of Ray, all I can think of is, he's been ionised! <laughs> so, wow, okay, you know, not sure if you could do that the whole the whole time, you know, would you have to soften it a little bit? But look, I mean, as you say, the alternate history that gives us Ray means we don't get Ace. Yeah, and and, right. and and that's a path I, I want to stay going down. Yeah, and and finally, H.G. Wells, Herbert. What about Herbert, Sixth Doctor with a bloke? What do you think of that? I think that the concept's good. I don't think the actor had the ability to carry it off. Okay. Um, and, and having seen that actor in an episode of The Bill as well, look, he's not terrible, but I don't think he's that great either. Okay. And uh, I, I probably wouldn't have gone there. And, and look, you know, you mentioned Will. That's one that's often thrown around by fans and I get it I just don't think he's got enough character to work is it the outrageous accent thing again the outrageous accent doesn't help um but he 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 actually doesn't have that much character Mm -hmm. I don't think he's 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 got some good moments but is it is it a real character whereas somebody like Dr. Todd that you mentioned and, and again he's one of those perennial ones that I would have been stunned if neither of us had Dr. Todd on our list between us yeah she feels like a real character who's got a sense of humour and she's got a personality and she's got a different way of looking at the world and, and you feel like she could walk straight into the TARDIS. Um, I think it's the same with Tim Latimer, even though he's a young kid. You you know how he reacts to things. You know what sort of a person he is, what sort of personality he has. Toos, uh, the same thing again. Like you see Toos, the number one, uh, you know, the, the two I see in charge of um, the Sandstorm Mine and then you see her when she's just like, oh my God, the door's shut, I've got my pillow down, I can just chill mm. now. You know, you, you, you see a character there and I think that's what we're both looking for. And I was going to mention too when you talked up Pamela Salem in Remembrance of the Daleks that she does get a spin-off where she continues in, in the Doctor Who landscape with uh, countermeasures. That's very true. Yeah, not with the Doctor per se, but she's she's still in there in Big Finish, yeah. No, that's very true. I hadn't thought of that. That's a, that's a good reference. Hmm. Well, Dave, we're up to time. You have the hat of Rassilon down at your place, so I'm going to ask you to draw out our next week's episode. Thank you very much to Baz for putting that one in the hat, and please, listeners, do send in more. Just just tweet it to us or email it to us. We're happy to put it in. Next time, Rob, this is one for me, I think. <laughs> yes. Top five 1960s stories. Oh, your sport for choice. I, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, um... Have a think. Uh, my, my, yeah, wow. You've got a month. I've got a month. Okay. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll see you next time on The Doctor Who Show. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.